Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, on the heels of our last series of messages entitled The Unseen Realm, Understanding Lucifer's Agenda, we are going to segue to our next study entitled all roads lead to Rome. In this series, we will begin with our investigation of the Club of Rome, which some believe is perhaps the apex of the New World Order Pyramid, and then we will move on to the revived Roman Empire from which the Antichrist will arise, followed by the Pontiff of Roman Catholicism and the Vatican and the Holy See that he rules over and how this all ties into the one-world religion that will play a vital role in the Antichrist global empire. Scripture has made certain that there will be a one-world governmental, religious, and economic empire that will be in place during the seven-year tribulation period. And you will find that I remind us of this often because it is critical to understanding the world events that are unfolding before us. Since the Garden of Eden, when Lucifer, disguised as a serpent, beguiled Adam and Eve, causing them to disobey their Creator and to relinquish their stewardship over the earth to Him, He has been diligently working through the many counterfeits held within His demonic strategies and deceptions, with the prideful purpose to build His own kingdom, in which He would gain the worship of all people on earth every darkened organization and secret society, and the agents of deception who operate within them, every occult belief system and the symbols that unleash their spells, every false religion and the wolves in sheep's clothing that postulate their falsehoods, everything that is in complete opposition to the unadulterated word of God's truth, and the one who alone is the truth, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, are the building blocks of Lucifer's darkened kingdom. And this leads us to the Club of Rome. And once again, I will be gleaning from a commentary written for the Jeremiah Project where they write, Founded in 1968 by Italian industrialist Aurelio Pace. The Club of Rome is a global think tank that deals with a variety of international political issues. Originally, the Club of Rome had defined the three major concepts that have formed the club's thinking ever since its founding. Number one, a global perspective. Number two, the long term. And number three, the cluster of intertwined problems that they called the problematique. In other words, a new world order. According to its own website, the Club of Rome is composed of scientists, economists, businessmen, international high civil servants, heads of states, and former heads of states from all five continents, who are convinced that the future of mankind is not determined once and for all, and that humanity can contribute to the improvement of our societies. Again, it is said that the Club of Rome is perhaps the apex of the New World Order Pyramid, 
a Neo-Methusian organization with interlocking membership with European power elite groups, such as the Committee of 300 and the Globalist Bilderberg Group. Its members have included Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands and Mikhail Gorbachev, who believe that humanity requires a common motivation, namely a common adversary, in order to realize their need for a world government. Additionally, one of the major goals of the Club of Rome is to reduce the world's population by two billion people through war, famine, abortion, or disease, and any other means necessary. And they don't deny this either. In fact, it's central to their philosophy and what guides their progress. Some would say that they specialize in crisis creation, using the Hegelian dialect, which focuses on ideas and thoughts, in order to reanalyze problems to accomplish their goals. Might the leadership of the Club of Rome have had a role in the Chinese coronavirus pandemic, as many suspect that they did? It does conveniently fit the problem state of the Hegelian dialect. It is a portal, a gateway between one world and the next, writes Arundahati Roy, cited in the Club of Rome article, Crafting the Post-COVID World. He continues with, our challenge is to emerge from this emergency with new social and economic systems that will deliver a world that works for everyone, i.e. socialism, end quote. Sounds very much like the words of Klaus Schwab in his World Economic Forum's Great Reset. Of course, a world that works for everyone, from the Club of Rome's perspective, is one where the useless eaters are eliminated leaving the scarce resources to an elect few. Thomas Robert Mathis, who was an English economist, cleric, and scholar, influential in the fields of political economy and demography, argued that population was held within resource limits by two types of checks, positive ones which raised the death rate through hunger, disease, and war and preventative ones which lowered the birth rate through abortion, birth control, prostitution, homosexuality, postponement of marriage, and celibacy. Some of their tactics and goals we are seeing unfolding today are pretty much what we see in cultural Marxism. Destroy Christianity. Destroy biblical or traditional family. Promote women's liberation movements such as Me Too, My Body, and My Choice. Abortion on Demand. Youth Rebellion, such as Students for a Democratic Society, or SDS in the 60s, Antifa Today, and Oppressive Government Overreach in Response to COVID-19. Not only did the Club of Rome's 1972 report, Limits to Growth, call for a reduced level of consumption of resources, it also argued that humankind needs to re-evaluate its exploitative attitude towards humans and the earth itself. The failure to give more foreign aid is indicative of increased selfishness of rich countries, according to them. Meanwhile, the world's richest 20% of the population consumes 86% of its goods and services, 
over half its energy, and nearly half its meat and fish. The following quote is taken from the Club of Rome, the First Global Revolution, 1991. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like, would fit the bill. But in designating them as the enemy, we fall into the trap of mistaking symptoms for causes. All of these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it is only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself, end quote. Former Trump advisor Richard Haas and president of the Council on Foreign Relations from July 2003 to June of 2023 expanded on the topic of a world government in his article, State Sovereignty Must Be Altered in a Globalized Era. According to Haas, a system of world government must be created and sovereignty eliminated in order to fight global warming and terrorism as the Club of Rome suggested, would fit the bill. Some governments are prepared to give up elements of sovereignty to address the threat of global climate change, writes Haas. Continuing with, the goal should be to redefine sovereignty for the era of globalization, to find a balance between a world of fully sovereign states and an international system of either global government or anarchy. End quote. Enter the Antichrist. In 1976, the United States Association of the Club of Rome was formed for the purpose of gradually shutting down the U.S. economy. Since its creation, they are working in concert with their international counterparts and have been pushing the junk science of climate change fueled a global financial crisis triggered by the mortgage crisis in America, resulting in trillions of dollars being transferred to globalist banks from countries around the world on the brink of default, and inciting revolutions throughout the Middle East that are spreading to the Western world. Our global rulers are systematically taking down the global economy, in order to impose what Haas described as an international system of world government to halt unbridled lawlessness, which is an excuse, by the way, that they use to take control. Of course, behind all of these plans and goals to create a one-world order is Lucifer, the small-g god of this world. And in conjunction with the Club of Rome is the Committee of Three Hundred which is modeled after the British East India Company's Council of 300, founded by the British aristocracy in 1727. Most of its immense wealth arose out of the opium trade with China and continues on today in drug trafficking throughout the world. Walter Rathenau of General Electric in 1909 was quoted as saying that, Three hundred men, all of whom know one another, direct the economic destiny of Europe and choose their successors from among themselves. End quote. Some notable members of the Committee of Three Hundred have included the British royal family, Queen Elizabeth II, 
the Dutch royal family, the House of Habsburg, the House of Orange, the Duke of Alba, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, Lord Carrington, Lord Halifa, John Jacob and Waldorf of the Astor Illuminati bloodline, Queen Beatrix, George Bush, Prescott Bush, Henry Kissinger, J.P. Morgan, John Forbes, David Rockefeller, David and Evelyn Rothschild, Al Gore, and Ted Turner, to name just a few. As you may have noticed, many of the names are repeated across the board and many of the other secret and nefarious societies that are working toward a one-world government. Beloved, the term all roads lead to Rome is meant to describe the concept of unity and converging. And with each new day that passes, prophetic precursors are indeed converging, with dramatic confirmation to God's inerrant and forever settled in heaven word of truth. The global empire of the Antichrist, which Lucifer has been developing since the Garden of Eden, is almost ready to be fully manifested. And for those who have discernment, the signs are everywhere, with neon lights that are flashing the warning that the time is very near. In chapter 17 of the book of John, our Savior's words are recorded as he prayed the high priestly prayer on our behalf. He asked the Father not to take his own out of the world, but to keep us from the evil one, as recorded in John 17:15 and he sent his Holy Spirit to teach us, John fourteen twenty six, and to lead us, John sixteen thirteen, into all truth. The biblical definition of discernment is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions and to judge well, and we need the discernment of the Holy Spirit now more than ever, for deception has reached its highest plateau and many are falling prey to its destructive and deadly beguilements. As we close for today, please allow me to leave you with the encouragement and reminder of the sacred recognition and mandate to those who have been born again from above, in comparison to the agents of Lucifer who have no dawn in truth. In First Peter 2, 6-9, it is written, for this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him shall not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe. But for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense for they stumble because they are disobedient to the word. And to this doom they were also appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Praise his name forever our majestic King and Almighty God. And, as always, beloved, I bid you His agape. 
You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.